Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here. Welcome to the podcast. Good to have you aboard today. I hope you're ready for a good day in the Lord and are ready to be blessed today. And that's my prayer for you anyway. You know, I was just thinking about the doctrines of uh, eternal security or blessed assurance, uh, those kinds of doctrines. And I like I like those kinds of doctrines. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I really do. But as the years have passed by as a child of God, I've realized that even though I was very confident in what God accomplished for me on the day of my redemption, and uh, I had no time to reflect on Bible verses because I didn't know any Bible verses, uh, really. Maybe John 3.16, if I vaguely recall, when I got saved. But the thing I want to say about that is that it never, I never considered uh, anything other than that God had saved me. And for some reason, he saved me in spite of myself uh, and saved me in spite of my ignorance. Uh, he saved me in spite of the fact that I, was a, I would have been considered, as Paul did, a chief sinner. And yet God saved me. And then the idea that uh, I could lose that salvation never crossed my mind, although the fear of God certainly uh, uh, enveloped my heart because I knew that this God who saved me also is also the God who controlled my future, my destiny, in the sense of uh, where I would spend eternity. Now, with that said, I came along, went to Bible school, and began to learn these certain doctrines of once saved, always saved, blessed assurance, and all of these sorts of things. And uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I have no lack of confidence in who God is and what God has done. But there's been times when I wasn't so sure about myself. I wasn't so sure about what I was doing. And that's where my faith would become uh, shakable you might say, because of circumstances, situations, fears, my own personal failings and sins and all of these other things. So I want to talk a little bit today about the assurance of salvation. And although having the assurance of salvation is a wonderful and marvelous thing, amen, what I've learned is that the assurance of salvation, or let me put it this way, an assurance of salvation that never varies never wavers, never doubts, even when you personally are stumbling about and committing sin, let me tell you something, then there's something wrong here. Because I don't think anyone's supposed to have that kind of assurance. In other words, I could do whatever I want to do, live the way I want to live, say what I want to say, react any way I want to react, and I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to heaven or not. In fact, in the Bible, if you look at very close, especially at Paul's uh, teachings, uh, in the text I'm going to share today, Paul commands a, a re-examination, a reappraisal uh, by the, those who are believers, and especially for those who do not uh, doubt their salvation. Uh, because it's entirely possible, my friends, to have complete confidence that you stand in good stead with God. You can have this complete assurance that all is well with your soul, you can have this complete certainty that you're a child of God and joint heirs with the Son. And at the end of the day, 
sincerely and sadly mistaken. What did Jesus said? Many have said, Lord, Lord, to me, but I, I never knew them. What? So if you'll turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, listen to what God says. It says, examine yourselves, listen, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove yourselves. Know ye not yourselves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Now, uh, in this King James Version, at first it's a little difficult to understand what, what Paul's trying to say here, but let me just give me a little moment here. You see, these Corinthians that Paul was writing to had some real problems. They had some serious problems. And even though they had all these problems and serious problems, they didn't doubt their relationship with, with God. Amen. They were all, every one of them, positive that they were saved. Yet, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5, uh, one of them was a fornicator who the Apostle Paul all but declared to be lost. And then others were so shaky on the doctrine of the resurrection that Paul brought up the possibility that they had lived in vain. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, 2, meaning a faith which was imperfect, a faith which did not save. You see, to, the, to these people that Paul was addressing here who were so sure of their salvation, uh, possessed of such confident assurance, what was Apostle Paul doing? He was telling me, hey, you better take a second look at yourself because a second look should be taken by everyone as far as I'm concerned from time to time. Even you have no doubt if you're saved. You need to look into your heart and say, you know, Lord, how am I doing? Because you see, it's possible, my friends, it's very possible to be sincere and to be sincerely wrong. So I want to just talk about sort of three things I would like for us to consider today. Uh, it's despite of your strong assurance of your salvation. First, I, you need to consider the commands of God to obey. Now, we can be quite sure that the Corinthians felt no personal sense of urgency regarding their salvation. Or they came to know from Paul's first letter that they had been very wrong about many things. We see their congregational repentance mentioned in, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7. But Paul, listen, Paul was concerned more than they realized. He knew that more than just a young fornicator was lost among them. The problem was that they felt so sure that they were saved. So Paul issued two commands that went to the heart of the matter, what, what a person's assurance of salvation should result from. Number one, he said, listen to me. He told them to examine yourselves. And folks, listen, that word examine means to test yourself, evaluate uh, by some objective means. And Paul is talking about doing something carefully and cautiously. And by the way, if you're examining something and your examination always results in the same outcome, then I have to question your examination. It might be a little bit faulty. I mean, if the quality control inspector on an assembly line never rejects a part that is made, since we know that every part fabricated in an assembly line can't be perfect, then something wrong with this inspector. Wouldn't you agree? See, now I'm not talking about someone's opinion here. We're talking about a serious scrutiny according to some standard, amen, by uh, another person. That's right, another person. 
See, some people think they that they alone should scrutinize their relationship with God, but that's just that's just foolishness, my friends. Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse twelve, and then again, chapter sixteen, verse twenty-five, both say there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You see, Proverbs twenty says, verse six: Most men will proclaim every one his goodness. Oh, it's easy to talk about your goodness. Amen. It's like Proverbs 21, 2 says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. See, uh, when I examine myself, I can go, yeah, I'm doing pretty good here, man. But do you honestly think these insights from Proverbs and, and, and that Paul would have told the Corinthians who had already been self-deceived about so much to each give themselves a spiritual once-over? Not in your life. He wasn't asking to themselves to look at themselves. He said, examine yourselves was not referring to each person examining self, but that the members of the church examine the members. See, we need to look at each other. And I don't mean in a judgmental way, but there is, there is a norm. There is a norm by which we know the word of God establishes of what a Christian is. If you say you love God and hate your brother, for example, and there's a lot of people who call themselves Christians, but they're bigots, they're prejudiced, uh, they have s selfish pride, and they esteem themselves higher than others. Listen, we could go on and on with a litany of things that marks what a child of God should be. A child of God should be someone who's humbled before the Lord. A child of God should be someone who's continuously looking unto the Lord. Uh, that that would say would say what the old adage says: "Lord is not my brother, is not my sister, but it's me that's standing in the need of prayer." Do you see, do you hear what I'm trying to say this morning? Examine yourselves, and then of course prove yourselves. Prove yourselves. Prove yourselves. So when you look at that pronoun used in this command, it, the congregation is to do something to each other. We're to prove ourselves. Amen. See, when I look out across the friends and family of God that I've known over the years, I, I, I look at them in, a, in, a, in either a, an approving way or a disapproving way. I know, I know people who go to church that Man, I tell you, man, I wouldn't. I I keep my back to the wall when I'm around those people, because I have understood who they are and the kind of people they are. Amen. They're sores of discord. They're backbiters. Uh, they're they're uh, unkind. Uh, they're uh, opportunists. I mean, I could go on again, uh, because I pro I've proved them, and I've also proved the man of God or the woman of God who is contrite before the Lord, who's humble before Christ, who prefers uh, God above all things and others above themselves. You see, I, I, I can prove that, and I have proved it. Amen. So the command to prove yourselves is a command to find out what's, what's there. Amen. To, 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 what kind of, what kind of pre people are these? Amen. And you ought to do that when you come into the house of the Lord uh, uh, and, 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 and begin to ask God to show me what kind of people that I'm among here. Amen. 
so I can know exactly who whom I'm dealing with. And then you want to ask yourself, remember, just who it is that we are reading about. When, when the Apostle Paul commands the members of the Corinth church, members in good standing, members who have the assurance of their salvation, folks, these people had no doubts concerning their Christianity. And yet the Apostle Paul issued the directive by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God to examine yourselves and to prove yourselves. And even though they all knew they were saved, yet the Holy Spirit knew better that some of them were not saved. Amen? Some of them were not saved. So we can, we can easily conclude, amen, uh, that there's a need, there's a great need for us to uh, discern the body of Christ, to prove the body of Christ. There's a great need for me to be examined. Listen, I, I have many, many Christian friends, and as far as I'm concerned, they have complete responsibility to, to take a look at Brother Johnny's life and say, you know what, Brother Johnny, uh, you, you need to sort this out, buddy. You, you need to think about what you're saying. You need to think about what you're doing. You need to think about how you're acting, and and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, <coughs> excuse me. So coming to coming up to my assurance in Christ. This morning I can say of assurance that I know that I know that I know that Jesus is my Lord. How do I know that? Because God's Word tells me that. I know that I know that I know that he's gone to prepare a place for me. Amen. That where he is, I can be also. But I also know that God has told me how I'm to act and how I'm to live my life. And if I'm not willing to do that in the manner that he has commanded me to do, then why should I trust that those things he's promised still belong to me? Amen. If I'm rejecting the very things that God says, what makes me so sure that these promises that he was holding out to me can always be mine? Now listen to me. There'll be times when I stumble. There'll be times when you stumble. There'll be times when we fall. But the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man, the order of the Lord, and though he stumble, he shall not utterly be cast down. Why? For the Lord upholdeth him. And if you're that kind of child of God that's looking unto the Lord as the author and the finish of your faith, you can have plenty of assurance. You can have plenty of confidence in God because God will be there for you each and every time. But if you're that kind of person playing religious games, amen, and just going through certain motions, you need to re-examine yourself today. You certainly do. And only you can do that. Only you can uh, put your ear and incline your ear to reproof and correction. So I trust that you're getting something out of this word today. And until next time, share this with your friends your, and uh, let them know what we're talking about. And let's talk about it again, okay?